0: We will be reading from Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 through 23. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, "Listen." a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. but the cares of the world and the lure of well choked the world, and yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. Who indeed bears few and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty.
1: So the parable of the sower is what we are hearing this morning. And it's kind of an interesting story. Here's this Uh, Jesus tells this story about someone who goes out and sows seeds and there's a few observations I want to make about the story Um, and it's interesting this is one of the two stories in the Bible where the interpretation of the story is given after the fact and uh, uh, that always kind of disappoints me when they interpret it for me because then I'm kind of locked into thinking that's what that story is about so you know where's my creativity in preaching when that happens but uh, so we're kind of told exactly what Jesus meant by this story in, in Matthew and, uh, and what it is. And the seed, of course, represents the Word of God being spread out there. And there's a few observations I want to make about this story. First of all, uh, the sower is uh, just kind of throwing seed everywhere. I mean, it seems a little indiscriminate in where... Uh, their sowing, so it's like I sent one of my kids out there to do it, who's you know just trying to get it done and <laughs> move on with their life. You know, they're just kind of throwing seed willy-nilly, and it's falling all over the place, getting everywhere, out on the road, on the rocks, up in the thorns, and uh, maybe some of it gets in some good soil. So it's kind of indiscriminate in the way the the seed is being cast. The other thing is, I, it, it seems to me like the soil wasn't prepared very well you know we could have busted up some of those rocks or got them out of the way we could have pulled the thorns out uh, I used to live in Seattle where uh, Oregon blackberry was a menace and we were constantly pulling Oregon blackberry bushes out of the way so that other things could grow because it just chokes out everything and you know when we didn't we wanted to grow some we have to move those thorns out of the way The other other thing about this story is that it it has this element that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, Every parable has some ridiculous element in it that makes people go, what? That's silly. That's that's ridiculous. And the element here is how much you get out of these seeds. These are miracle seeds. Uh, In a normal year when you sow some kind of crop like wheat or something like that, you might get a a uh, uh, four- five-fold yield or something like that, uh, seven would be a bumper crop year. People would be like buying boats and stuff after that, a year like that and having a great time. Yeah. But what we are told is these seeds produce 30, 60, even 100-fold yield. Now I guarantee you every farmer listening to this story would go, that, Are you out of your mind? That's ridiculous. What is this? Uh, you know, the, these must be some miraculous seeds you got going on that's going to yield. But uh, Jesus uses that kind of hyperbole to talk about the kingdom of God. To show just how ridiculously abundant the kingdom of God is. And, and so those ridiculous elements are in there to get us talking about how incredible the kingdom of God is and how different it is from the world we live in. And, and of course, we're told in the, in the interpretation that some of the seed fell in among the, the stones and on the road where it gets trampled and, and birds come along and take it away. Some of it falls in rocky soil where it goes down a little bit but didn't, get, didn't really take root. And after a while, people come and they, hear, they, they forget the Word of God and they get lured away by other things. Some fell among the thorns and the Word of God in their hearts gets choked out by the worries of this world and, and the distractions and the things that come along. But then there's some that falls in good, rich, deep soil and takes root and grows and becomes strong and yields fruit and I, you know as i'm looking at this parable I, you always kind of want to locate yourself in there and and usually i go to this that we're one of those one of those soils we're either rocky soil thorny soil road roadside soil or that good soil we want to but this morning i was kind of thinking that well you know what actually i'm not sure that's true i think you know, in the story, I, I think Jesus kind of represents the sower who's sowing the, the Word of God. But you know what? That, that role has been passed on. That role has been passed on to you and me. Jesus rely, is relying on us to go out and sow the seeds that were planted, that were given to us to plant. Jesus, Jesus offered us these seeds and Jesus did the sowing. But Jesus is only here in you and me now. We are the hands and feet of Christ who are commissioned to be the sowers of seed and to throw that out there for all the world to see. And, you know, sometimes it lands in good soil. Sometimes it lands among the rocks. Sometimes it lands among the thorns. But nonetheless, we have been called and we have the responsibility and the privilege and blessing to be the sower of God 's good seed out into this world. but there's a few things I think there's a, a, a few things we can do to, to to take advantage of that is that uh, unlike the sower in this story, we can cultivate we can take care of that seed. You know Jesus had to move on, but we can, we can stick with people and help we can, we can Bust up those rocks so that the seed goes deep. You know, we can get through that rough exterior, those those barriers that keep the seed from taking root. We can, we can be that kind of community where people come and they're able to let their guard down. One of the, one of the greatest joys of camp, uh, and I, I'm kind of letting a secret out to the young people here, but... But one of the things, the reason the reason we do it for five days or so is because it takes until about Wednesday for all that rough exterior, all that fronting that kids do uh, to disappear. It takes about, about Wednesday, all of that starts to disappear, and they're just a bunch of kids having fun, being who they are, being themselves. And I love watching that process, watching all the, the cares of the world just kind of fall away, and they just get to be kids again. And in that same way, we as a community, we can cultivate those relationships and invite people into this sanctuary, and into this safe community. And by the sanctuary, I don't mean this church building. I mean us as a community, us as a family. And we can give them the time it takes to bust through that rocky exterior so that the Word of God and the love of God can reach deep inside and take root. You know, in the same way, we can we can start pulling those blackberry bushes out and start hauling some of that stuff out of there so that uh, the sunlight can get to the the seed to grow and so it doesn 't get choked out by the worries and the frets and the the burdens of this world. We can be a community where we we lift each other up in prayer and we hold each other in support. And we love each other through the rough times and all of the difficulties. One of my biggest fears about being a pastor in a community of this size is people just kind of falling through the cracks and and missing out on... Sometimes we don't always see people's pain, but we can and are a community where people can come and get through their struggles and remove... We can help remove those thorns by being a place of love and support by being a community that prays together for people in in their time of need. By being a community that shows up when people need to be there. That's how we remove some of those thorns and pretty soon the sunlight causes those seeds to grow and and rise above that thorny ground. We can protect people This community ought to be a safe place from the the birds who come and steal away the heart of God from us. We can be a place that protects people from the ugliness and and the hurtfulness that is out there. Again, by dispelling some of the myths about who God is and how God works. And be the purveyors of God's love and be a a clearing house for God's ministry in this community and out into the world. I gotta tell you, we got a lot of seed to sow out there. We've got a lot of seed to sow. And we do I you know and we we do a wonderful job. Every time we make a sandwich for the homeless youth resource center, we sow some seeds. Every time we uh, go, donate uh, goods to the uh, Ur- Crossroads Urban Center. We sow some seeds of love. Every time we go visit a shut-in with our bags and our ministry and we, we give them our, their goodie bags and we give them a little bit of our time and our love, we sow some seeds uh, of God's love out there. Every time we are out in the community act, uh, uh, um advocating for the poor and standing up for the poor, we are sowing the seeds of love. Every time we hand out one of our those bags filled with uh, uh, toiletries and whatnot to homeless people on the street, we sow seeds of love. Every time we offer up prayers on behalf of someone in our community who is hurting or needs that extra touch, we are sowing seeds of love. Every time we drag kids off to camp and we uh, bombard them with love and support for a week, we sow seeds of love. Every time we come together as the body of Christ, every time we allow our oneness in Christ to transcend our differences, we sow seeds uh, out into the world. And every time we make an impact in this community, and in the lives of people in our midst, we are sowing the Word of God out into the world. And we have yet seeds to do. And it, we're, we're only hemmed in by our own imagination. I challenge us to think big about how we can Sow these seeds of God's Word and God's love out into this hurt and broken world. I don't know what that looks like, but I challenge us to look around. How is it that we can... Imagine, if you will, families with children coming and being a part of our community and taking advantage of the wonderful children's programming we have out here. What would it mean for us? What kind of seeds do we need to cast out there to invite families who don't so desperately need what we have to come into our midst? Imagine ministries that reach out beyond our walls that touch just the people right in our midst. I mean, look around. us, Sarah Daff home is right next door. When was the last time we set foot in there? I guess in December when we, when we went and sang carols, sowing little seeds out there. But we got this wonderful space next door and people who need our love. What about East High? How are we reaching out to East High? Maybe it's, maybe it's a matter of even just letting know the, to the teachers and administrators over there that we're praying for them. And we're sowing a few seeds around here. It doesn't have to be complicated. But let us all, I challenge us all to look around and say, what are we going to do with these seeds that I have, the bags full of seeds that we have in our mates? Because we have been blessed by the Word of God. Amen? Amen? We have been blessed with the love of God. Amen? We've got seeds to sow. And I, I, I think we need to think big about how we are going to get those seeds out into the world. And Again, I make the observation that the sower in this story was so indiscriminate about it. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but he was out there chucking seed everywhere he could. I think we ought to be in the business of chucking seed everywhere we can. Amen? And some of it's, you no, know, we're not everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to find purchase here at, first Baptist church some folks are just gonna never quite feel the love of God coming from this place and but there's a lot of people out there that desperately need what God is offering they need that seed to grow and blossom and bear fruit and it's up to us We are the hands and feet of Christ in this hurt and broken world. Amen? My prayer that as we continue to be blessed with the seeds of God's love, that we would be indiscriminate and creative and think big about how we can be the sower in Christ's name. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, we we come to this narrative, this wonderful parable that Jesus tells about the Word of God and the impact that it has in the world. And yes, at one time, we have been soil. We've, we've been good soil. Maybe sometimes we've been rocky soil. Maybe we've been thorny soil at various times in our lives. But God, You have given us seed to sow. May we, Your church, Your people, Be the indiscriminate sowers of the seeds of Your love. We ask all these things in the powerful name of Christ. Amen.